Hi everybody, welcome back to At The Table, a food and drink podcast run by myself, Harry. And Phoebe. Uh, today we're going to be talking about food in regards to sort of film and TV as well as stuff we see online as well. Won't lie, Phoebe, I basically grew up on kind of food programming like as a kid, as mm-hmm. I mentioned in our wonderful introductory episode, which if you haven't listened to, you can learn more about us there. Uh, <laughs> All the, all the shameless plugs. Uh, yeah, I basically was just kind of like, kind of out of the womb, like a few years in. It's like, oh, hey, MasterChef's on. Let's let's get down to that. So, yeah, I basically watched near enough, I feel like, even if it wasn't like full series, I probably stumbled across near enough every British like food program on mm-hmm. TV that there probably was. I won't yeah. lie. Yeah, I don't think I watched a lot of food programming. I think I watched like Saturday Kitchen mm-hmm. with James Martin. It was James Martin, but then he yeah, he then decided to move and do his own thing on ITV, which isn't as good. I won't lie. Really, I no. I just like James Martin, so I still like his. Yeah, I like show. him, but I feel like the way in which it's done, I don't know. I kind of liked the more. Well, I liked it being live, I guess, mm. whereas his is more, well, I guess, pre-recorded. Yeah. So the feel of it, I don't know. I feel like I can engage with it slightly more mm-hmm. because it's like things can go wrong or like it's not. Obviously, there's like a structure to the program, but some things aren't necessarily as scripted or like, right, stop. We need to like shoot that again because the dish went wrong or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It just seems, I don't know, more natural. Yeah, I can see that. But it's still good, yeah. Birthed yeah. on Saturday Kitchen as well, the, the omelette challenge. Everyone <laughs> loved that. We were talking about it, I think, a while ago at dinner, and we just kind of clocked onto the fact that it's like, what are you expecting from that? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to get a decent omelette in, like, I think probably the record is like 15 or 16 seconds. How are you expecting something to be kind of edible obviously he doesn't eat like the whole thing he'll only eat the edges or whatever because those will be the safest parts is what i'm gonna go with yeah but it just seems a bit redundant like i feel like you could do like maybe give them like a few minutes Mm -hmm. and be like right you've got three ingredients or something make me i don't know something unique with those three ingredients kind of like it could be like a mystery kind of box challenge they, they were obsessed with them mm-hmm. for a lot of the programs you could do something like that yeah I just the omelette thing I still can't make an omelette <laughs> to this day like I, I, I'm not very good either so don't worry I saw like I watch a lot of YouTube like mm. chefs and stuff yeah and um, there's like Alex French guy cooking and he did one that's like the French omelette where it's all just like the perfect yellow colour um and it's not too cooked, it's not overcooked. Ooh. And he was like, this is the first, he like read a thing from one of like the great chefs, I can't remember who it was now, but they were like, this is the first thing you need to know how to cook in order to be a great chef. And I can't, I just can't do it. Omelettes, they always become scrambled eggs. Yeah, I feel like that's not like necessarily a bad thing though, just because like, an omelette, well, scrambled eggs is still necessarily the intention but I feel like it's still decent yeah it's fine I just you know 
I recently, I only just recently, and by recently I mean like two days ago. Oh, very recently. Yeah, learned how to cook rice without having it like, without having like the boil in the bag stuff. Oh, you know? That's cool. Uh, so, like. How did that go? It went pretty well. Like, I spoke to um, my boyfriend because he's a really good cook and he, like, seasoned his rice. That's like star anise and stuff in it which is tastes really good but wow. I was like how do you cook rice and he was like yeah if you've got some of this and this I was like no I literally need to know mm. how much rice to put in the pot how much water to put <laughs> in the pot and how long to cook it for so I worked it out in the end mm -hmm. I had like my housemates helping me it was a very tense but supportive situation. Well I'm glad that they could be uh, of support. I feel like to be fair, I wasn't very good at it for a long time either, and I I think I just ended up watching a YouTube video on it, because I'm sure, like, one of my parents or something would have explained it to me, but mm -hmm. it was just, like, never something I thought to do, because I, I feel like pasta's maybe a bit easier, and, yeah. like, you can mess it up slightly, and it's still okay, yeah. but I don't know. I was trying to, um, sorry, I'm on my laptop, because I was trying to find a video omelette relating uh ah uh, that's it have you watched i think i mentioned it previously uh worth it the buzzfeed show they did i don't know i don't think so it's a gold oh wait oh is this the one where they go to like three, three different, different places different yes, and compare okay, the price I have yeah seen it. so i was trying to find the name for uh -huh. omurice so they went to i hope i'm pronouncing that right they went to japan they've done a, a number of episodes in japan actually uh highly fun series they're normally like 10 15 minute videos so quite easy watching yeah i highly recommend and they did one on eggs so like they did like a one dollar like slice of egg or whatever which is like it's weird because the setup was like in some kind of like factory it, it looked a bit sus but it turned out to be fantastic mm -hmm. for them and then there was this other place which wasn't even the most expensive like this worked out at what 2700 yen which at the time was around 24 dollars okay which i feel like isn't bad that's probably what like 70 like mid-teens kind of like pounds yeah maybe yeah. i'm not too au fait with the conversion rates anyway the way in which it's done and just the experience like i'd highly recommend watching that particular episode mm. because like the chef is just so mesmerizing like to watch he's so like entertaining like yeah of course for most of it he speaks Japanese but there's like parts where he like speaks a bit of English for the guys as well and the dish itself it's like this beautiful thing and the way in which he describes food mm. like is something that you don't necessarily hear as much like you can hear like I've watched a lot of those things and you hear people like oh yeah we're really passionate about this that and the other which is cool and like I will support you or whatever but I feel like this guy is just on a complete different level where it's like there's more to food than just like serving it or like the process of cooking it's like he really enjoys the entertainment aspect and engaging mm -hmm. with customers and like making stories through food which i find really fascinating but yeah <laughs> on um it was just on the topic of eggs sorry mm. uh on that but yeah there's there's so many programs it's a bit ridiculous like i'm sure I, I don't know if i could find like a list uh there's a number which come to mind mm -hmm. uh like 
I guess the main ones for me were MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Loved loved a bit of MasterChef. That was that was fantastic. Uh, growing up, also stumbled upon like I for a long time just thought it was the UK like that had it, but then I had no idea like the scale of things because it's just <laughs> MasterChef is everywhere, mm-hmm. understandably, which is ridiculous. Like I'm sure they have a French equivalent and all that, but I think the best one is. Australia, like Australia yeah. or New Zealand, just because of the scale of stuff, yeah, is a bit mental. <laughs> like they have, they have so many more contestants. The environment, I think it's the same as the US as well, but the US I feel like is a lot more for those kind of programs, very dramatized for things. Yeah, it's like you're just making a dish. It's maybe not realistically the end of the world, but like, oh, they lost a bit of butter or whatever that might ruin the dish or something like that or there's drama because someone gave each other a dodgy look it's very small things in in u.s programming it can be quite funny but it is also very minor but australia yeah it's just the scale of stuff like they have so many more contestants to begin with i think it's the same in the u.s as well where they have like the first few episodes are people basically kind of auditioning to get on the show mm-hmm. so there's like i imagine the initial vetting process and then there's now this additional vetting process to get to i think it's like the final 50 or like 100 or whatever and then they have this big huge like set or whatever with all these people cooking these various dishes and it's just crazy and then like you get addicted and you like obviously as it whittles down you kind of get more engaged in people's stories and stuff Mm-hmm. the challenges that they ask for like they normally bring in like pro chefs and stuff and it's like right we're gonna teach you how to like uh, like cut a fish properly i don't mm-hmm. know what the technical term is it's it slipped my mind but stuff like that or like mm-hmm. three episodes in they'll be like oh hey we're gonna go to the u.s like <laughs> the mm-hmm. other side of the world because hey it's master chef mm-hmm. it's just a bit mental and the stuff they have to do for it i think it's it's really difficult of course um like most of these programs are like i think probably the hardest is um bake off the professionals yeah i don't know if you've uh, if you've dabbled well, in i haven't that show. seen any of that it's wonderful it's really quite difficult to watch at points just because of the things that they ask like yes they're professionals like there's meant to be a certain like level up compared to when yeah. you watch like normal great great bake off also very good show but yeah the stuff that they ask for like when i watch it with my family normally my like mom and andy are like just hands behind the hands in front of their face like i don't want to watch this like all oh, something's teetering or something like that oh, and it's really like yeah it's quite like if you don't enjoy stuff like that you might find it at times difficult because they'll ask for like oh this is a particular structure and it has to be made of chocolate or like it has mm-hmm. to combine chocolate and these other things and has to be like six feet or whatever exactly and sometimes it is just a bit of a farce (laughs) it's a bit ridiculous like the results are great and obviously the caliber of talent that they've got in those episodes are fantastic Mm -hmm. but it's just a bit unnecessary yeah i think i prefer like the like more amateur i Mm. guess bake-off shows like i just like seeing people's cakes go wrong (laughs) oh you enjoy that oh you might enjoy professionals then because professionals goes wrong a lot as well okay well that's fine then (laughs) but like i just 
I was like obsessed with Bake Off. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of people were, especially. Yeah. I think it was like a cultural phenomenon almost. Yeah, and um, I have like all of the Bake Off cookbooks. Basically, every Christmas or birthday, mm. um, like most people of in my family will get me a cookbook because they know that it's that's a solid thing that I will like. Smart choice. Yeah, and I'll just sit there and look through them for hours and I'm like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this. <laughs> the most frustrating thing for me is after Christmas and I've got all of these cookbooks, mm. but there's like two weeks after Christmas where there's just nothing in the supermarket. Yeah, so yeah. I'll be like, oh, I want to get this to like make this or whatever and then I just, I can't, it's really sad. Like there's never any buttermilk. What are people using buttermilk for at Christmas? Buttermilk chicken? I don't know. But why are you having that? It's turkey. Anyway, that's irrelevant. <laughs> we can um, have that discussion another time. Yeah. I feel like turkey is not the one at Christmas. No, we have we have had that discussion. I think. What do What do you have at Christmas? Remind me. Always, I just have turkey. We just. Have oh, turkey. you have turkey. Well, did I have turkey? My family has turkey. I just have everything else. All of the trimmings. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I don't like turkey and I don't eat meat that much. Mm. So I figure if I'm going to eat meat, it should be something that I like. <laughs> what do you like meat-wise? What's your What's um, your preferred? Lamb. We have lamb for Christmas. Yeah. You'd be more lamb than welcome. There's some good stuff. Lamb, chicken, beef. Basically just turkey, but I don't like anything. <laughs> um, so that's the only one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And I don't like things like gammon. Okay. Or like pork, like pork medallions or whatever. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I don't like those. Like my auntie, I remember she used to talk about when she would come home from school and if mm. like the kitchen was fogged up, at like obviously my grandma's house, if the kitchen window was fogged up it meant that they were having like pork chops for tea and she would dread it because she hated them. Oh dear. I don't know why the window fogged up, but I've heard that story multiple times. <laughs> so now if you ever see a window fog up, you're like, oh, they're having pork yeah, chops. Yeah, having pork chops. Um, yeah, I just... Jeez. Yeah, but yeah, that's frustrating for me because I watch loads of like cooking shows or like the Christmas like specials of cooking oh, shows yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And then you can't make any of it because there's nothing in the supermarket and it's very sad. It's a real shame. I feel like the two should normally kind of work in tandem, especially as it is Christmas. You would kind of hope that supermarkets understand that it is a busy time because people will be in because of the weather. People will be needing lots more food. I guess, I don't know, the supply chain or whatever, maybe that's just more difficult to produce things in time. Yeah, or that like people need the holidays around Christmas. Like. Yeah. But, yeah. Leave it like a free for all for five days, you know? I need double cream and everyone takes it for Christmas pudding that I don't even like. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, d I don't really have Christmas pudding either, to be honest, so you're not the only yeah. one. My mum made a whole Christmas cake. No one in my family, other than one of my grandmas, mm. likes Christmas cake. She made a whole one. And we're in the middle of a pandemic, we weren't even seeing anyone. <laughs> it just sat she in made the house. One. Oh, so no one had it. Fruitcake lasted for ages. Oh, I yeah. I think she took some to my grandma, but that was it. Like that's just mad. Make else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh God, I feel like we've got back to the tangent of talking about my mum's cooking. Oh no. 
Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, let, let's transition. Um, so yes, there are quite a lot of food shows. We've touched on a few there. I imagine there's a lot more as well. Uh, one other one that actually came to mind, which I really love, like just watching stuff on YouTube, even if it's like old food programming. Things like, I guess, like the three probably that I've seen a lot more of are like Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares, as well as Man vs. Food. Mm-hmm. Because they're just all, like, for their own different reasons, just so interesting. Like, man versus food and the whole idea of competitive eating is, again, just a bit mental. Like, it's really cool, and I respect mm-hmm. the people who do it. But, yeah, I s- <laughs> it makes me, like, wonder if, if I ever get to go back to the U.S. and see, like, I've always been intrigued to, like, try and Google it or whatever and see, like, if I'm in this particular area, is there somewhere where Adam Richmond went? Mm-hmm. and stuff like that but yeah it's just obscene amounts of things and like hearing some of the stories from him as well there's um there's a really good interview on another show i'd also recommend called hot ones mm-hmm. uh the wonderful chicken wing program and he did an interview with adam richmond on that and he spoke about one of the episodes which i think i've seen where he does like these like super hot wings i don't know if you know the story no okay i'm gonna try my best to to tell it it's it's worth a watch anyway that episode but it's like i think at the time because this was like mid 2000s the hottest pepper at the time was like a carolina reaper i think mm-hmm. or like ghost chili it was maybe a bit of both mm-hmm. and he remembers um like his i think the producer at the time because it was a new season it was the first episode so the producer didn't know necessarily like how much could kind of like go ahead Mm -hmm. so apparently well which i think is true because you can see the aftermath what happened was he um like so they were making the wings and stuff and they added an obscene amount of like the ghost chili and carolina reaper extract and like that stuff is used in like india in like tranquilizer stuff for elephants uh-huh, or like yeah. it's used on like the the wiring or whatever to make sure they stay inside things like that so to consume like an obscene amount more than the amount that is the normal challenge oh my messed him up terribly like he would he struggled for days mm-hmm. which is ridiculous not even things like milk or ice cream were really helping at all he was like violently ill oh. because of just someone being so reckless like that could kill someone yeah to think about it just because like yeah you can have challenges of like consume loads amount of this but this was like 10 chicken wings which isn't even that much Mm -hmm. and he got through two i was gonna say yeah one would be too much because i guess part of you is like you do the first one you kind of get accustomed to what's happening you maybe do one or two more to like help yourself Mm. along because if it's too hot then i feel like you kind of need to give yourself enough i guess breathing room almost so it's like i've got through a third of these and i still have 20 minutes or whatever i can i can give myself time and like sometimes he would uh, in the classic american way maybe kind of like vamp to the crowd or like the camera Mm. would pan to a random guy like you got this adam (laughs) and stuff like that like he would always he does the narration for it as well which is quite funny at times where it's like oh with the crowd cheering me on i managed to eat the final bite of this wing and Mm. it's like you get so invested but it's also really horrible to hear about stuff like that as well which just 
like that would be quite terrifying especially if that's your job mm -hmm. you would hope that the the people like the actual place itself would treat you with sort of a level of respect because not only could that do damage to the guy consuming it but also damage the reputation mm -hmm. like I wouldn't want to go there if no. they're, they're pulling stunts like that. I just hope I wouldn't bring a camera if I was mental enough to do that challenge or else they'd be like, oh, he's doing it too. Let's blow him out as well. Like, yeah. be insane. But, yeah. so there's that. Mm -hmm. Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares. I just really, I wasn't necessarily a fan of Gordon Ramsay at first. I don't know your opinion on him. I like Gordon Ramsay. I yeah no i like mm. Gordon Ramsay. there's a butt coming i don't like i don't like things like hell's kitchen okay i can handle kitchen nightmares and like i like what he's like on like the kids master chef yeah or whatever. <laughs> it's or, uh, like, have you seen the like compilations of like master chef junior versus like the adult one where yeah. it's like he's actually really like sympathetic and really nice to the kids and then the adults it's like the complete opposite but then there's compilations where they like mix the two together the so it's like I him aggressively so shouting funny. it like a child and it's just so funny <laughs> i think that's really funny but i like yeah like i'm a bit of a tiktok addict and his daughter has tiktok oh yeah and so like i've seen a few of them in there so i think he's a nice guy mm. i like gordon ramsay but i don't like hell's kitchen so why anyway, don't you like hell's kitchen i just can't get into it like kitchen nightmares is like the shock horror of i guess it's more like it's self-contained as well like mm -hmm. there's only i think a few episodes which have multiple parts to them like mm -hmm. uh if you i don't know how much you've seen of the show but like amy's baking company and stuff like that that's yeah. she's all uh, my favorite word of the day is mental it seems but <laughs> she is most certainly like dictionary definition of that yeah but yeah i mean i kind of like house kitchen just because it's like I guess for me similar to masterchef like the fact it's a competition and stuff and i enjoy like seeing the the episodes progress and like again kind of getting into the characters that are produced but sometimes it's just quite humorous to just watch like these professional chefs or even i think the best one is when they do like the like the first few episodes where it's like getting to know the chefs and they do like they make a dish for uh, gordon ramsay and it's so funny because they're these like professional chefs with years of experience like ranging like some can be i'm a sous chef at like 22 or i'm like 60 and i've cooked for my four kids for like my mm -hmm. entire life stuff like that and then they just crumble <laughs> under the pressure it's if, if you like seeing like people like mess up baking and stuff mm -hmm. it might be the show for you at least just watch those yeah of like there are some right assholes. i can't lie on that program who like think they're the dog's bollocks and then they make their dish and like gordon will just be so honest and will like just spit it out like there was one like a horrible mix of one where a guy put caviar and white chocolate together in a dish mm. so mm. he gordon ramsay was quite unwell after that one as well yeah that's uh, just sometimes the things that they do or even like they'll talk about their dish like because they're asked to kind of explain like what's in it and stuff and they normally only get like 45 minutes so i realized in the later series is they put that part in front of a live audience as well mm -hmm. so it adds to it and sometimes the people there is just like 
oh, so I've made this like Italian dish or whatever. So it's like, oh, how do you make the pasta so quick? It's store-bought pasta, isn't oh, it? <laughs> and it's like, you're here on Hell's Kitchen and surely you would maybe pick something else like that isn't shop-bought. That does sound quite good, actually. I just... You don't have to watch the rest. To be honest, I just watch, like, funny moments from the rest. And normally it's that part that I enjoy because, again, these people who think they're amazing and then they get shot down, like... There's probably only, like, five or six people that I've actually seen get a, like, solid, good kind of response Mm -hmm. from that. Basically, everyone else crumbles. Mm -hmm. Like, it's either a nice idea that doesn't go to plan... Or it's a like insane idea that understandably doesn't work. Yeah. And Gordon can't see like, oh, you've tr- tried to be creative or whatever. Like, yeah, like the caviar and white chocolate. Someone, <laughs> someone basically grilled a melon mm-hmm. as her like dish. It's like you have forty-five minutes and you've grilled me like a piece of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what kind of caliber of like skill that kind of shows of a person. Uh, there was oh there was one it made me think of a lady like was talking about i think she mainly does like baking and things but she did like chicken and she did like cookie like crusted or whatever like chicken mm-hmm. oh it, it just doesn't it just doesn't work like understandably it didn't but mm-hmm. it was just some of the ideas they pull out like it's it's a bit mental. Anyway, so there's that. There's also Kitchen Nightmares. I really enjoy Kitchen Nightmares just because, again, they're kind of self-contained things. You see, more often than not, I figured out after watching quite a few, it's either the owners are terrible or the head chef is terrible. Yeah. It's normally one of those two as to why there's, like, issues. Food is always bad, but it's either a chef who doesn't care and the owners are ignorant or the owners are, like changing recipes and menus or they haven't like trained staff and stuff like that yeah i think i don't know i I do like kitchen nightmares i think i don't get about it like i enjoy watching it but if i think about it i mean it's meant to be a show that you don't really (laughs) if you think about it why do they feel so shocked when gordon ramsay criticizes their stuff yeah like I sometimes, like, this is going off on a tangent. No, no, that's fine. I do it all the time. So but the show... Feel free. Also, it's like the show Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not know that something's going to happen to you? How do people not know that that's one of the Impractical Jokers that's, like, doing something to them? Like, surely that's a finite thing. Yeah, so, I guess. Like, a few se- a few seasons, then everyone knows what's happening. Anyway, that's different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically... Kitchen Nightmares. Gordon Ramsay isn't there to be like, this is an amazing restaurant. And yeah, yeah. It's a five-minute episode because I had one dish and it was great, so I left. Mm. So I just, I, I do find it entertaining, like especially when the owners are like, yeah, that's fine, and yeah, it's not fine. It's like rotting food in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. They'll talk about it, or like yeah. the chefs will be there, like, oh, so here was like the or like the lasagna we made i remember there was one where it's very like oblivious owner Mm. and he had like lasagna uh i think even gordon was like 
I can tell this isn't fresh. If this is fresh, like, I will dance in the restaurant tonight, like, fully naked. Mm -hmm. Like, he was that certain. And lo and behold, he was right. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we didn't have to see that, which is quite good. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, like, they went into the kitchen, and, like, it was the chef and the owner. And he asked, like, oh, like, is this lasagna fresh? Like, the owner said it was fresh. But then, of course, it's not fresh, is it? (laughs) At all. And... Yeah, like, they're trying to, like, find dates and things. More often than not, a lot of the food isn't dated or anything, mm-hmm. so you have no idea. And then oh. they're like, oh, this is from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Or, like, at least a week. And the owner's like, doesn't mean it's bad. And it's like, well, it's different if you're at home. Yeah. And you, like, batch cook and you have things after a couple of days. Maybe that's fine. I feel like maybe in the restaurant biz you could add a push one day mm-hmm. at most but the whole idea is that everything should be fresh yeah i think only in rare circumstances is it sometimes the case that you cook the food and you leave it for things like stuff like chili for example i feel like the spices and stuff are able to kind of like sit and develop a bit so the flavor becomes maybe a bit more than when you first have it yeah but don't leave it for weeks there's no, a definitely. lot of them where they have stuff from it's like Ah, so we're in the middle of March. When was this done? Last Thanksgiving. So, like, November. <laughs> yeah, like, when I used to open the restaurant, it mm-hmm. was we would have food fresh that day, and then if it didn't go that day, then staff got it. Yeah. Like, you could take it home. Or you would have, like, a quiche of the day, and if they didn't, if they didn't sell all of them, then mm-hmm. you could take them home. Were the quiches good? They were good. All of the food, that was really, really good. Mm. Um, what do they... Sorry, I know. No, 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 go on. Follow-up question. What kind of, like, identity or kind of style was the place? Um, well, it was... Basically, it was a tea room, but we would have, like, a lunchtime between 12 and 2.15. Okay. Um, then they changed the menu, like, every season. Mm-hmm. So they had, like, seasonal flavours on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, like, the best things I had there, they did, like, a pork belly, which was really, really good. Mm. Better than pork chops. Um, they did, like, it was just all really good, like, really well, like, thought out, nice meals. Um... Would you say like traditional kind of English? Yeah, like more, more like English kind of food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the food there was really good, really nice. Um, we had loads of people come in for afternoon tea, like I said, and they were all like posh. Mm. And um, they would be like, "Oh, we've had afternoon tea at the Ritz, and this is better." And you'd be like, "Yeah, we've heard that <laughs> quite a bit." Damn right it yeah, is. It's real good. Um, Gee, better than the Ritz. <laughs> That's so crazy. I mean, I, really I haven't been at, to the Ritz. That would be that'd be a wonderful <laughs> experience. But tea um, better than the Ritz. Gosh. Yeah, it's good. It is good there. Put so that on your CV. Yeah. We serve tea better than the Ritz. We serve tea Have that. Than the Ritz. Exactly. Gosh. Um, but yeah, it's we don't keep food for longer mm. than like a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you know it was meant to be made fresh. And then in the summer, like I said, when it was super busy, we'd have sandwiches, and then it would be made fresh on site yeah, yeah. every day. 
now at the end of the day you could take your sandwiches home or we put them in like the staff fridge so if you've mm. got your lunch yeah you could have them because like the people on kitchen nightmares say like yeah it's still good food it's still edible food but you but shouldn't, not, serve, you it shouldn't to customers. serve it to customers exactly so you can have it as like a member of staff and it's still lovely yeah that's not too bad i think uh on the topic of food at work because we they sell food and drink of sorts it's not to the same standard um as your place but at tiger they do more like snack kind of food so there's normally <laughs> they have like i don't think you definitely couldn't do it in covid times but they would have like samples of things mm-hmm. and it's great if you're on the till because if like no one's there you can just be like well i'm just sampling the food you know it's, like, <laughs> it's a bit dangerous at times because you'd be like I, this is your third like fill of the bowl harry how many of these uh, actually been eaten by you <laughs> and you're like well no it was just really busy you just didn't see it i promise yeah. but yeah we normally had some quite like decent kind of snack things like the crisps were normally decent um what else do we have it's a lot of like sweets and things like that because i think like denmark are quite known for more like the confectionery kind of items stuff like licorice and things like that i'm not a huge licorice person but mm-hmm. for for those who do it's a, it's a wonderful place but the best thing is they're like i guess they're kind of like stroop waffles mm-hmm. oh they they won the key to my heart every time they always sold out because of how good they they're were so like they good. were they're like two or three quid so you could get like a bag of like mini ones or you could get like a pack of like six big ones i feel like the mini ones are always better because you don't feel as bad mm-hmm. i guess you feel like slightly better because it's like you've had a few and size wise maybe it doesn't work out too much health wise it probably isn't great either way but yeah. it's beautiful it's so so nice i'd go back just for them mm. oh i love street waffles like i used to go like last year mm. I visited the south of Italy a couple of times and it would always be like a free transfer flight or whatever. Yeah. And it would always go through Amsterdam first. Oh, nice. And so I'd always go to like one of the like shops and get like street waffles there. I imagine there obviously it's probably a lot better. Yeah. I haven't been to to Amsterdam or the Netherlands yet. It's Mm. it's one of those places on the list. I mean, I've only been to the airport, but it is a very nice airport. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I just, where did you forget that from? Uh, oh, work and food and stuff. Work and food. We always end up talking about our yeah. work, don't we? Work and food. Well, yeah. I guess for you, maybe it's a bit more interesting because you worked like directly in that kind of experience. So I imagine it would be quite interesting if like things weren't good and you had like a, because obviously they did Kitchen Nightmares in the UK, I think mm-hmm. initially before it came to the US. Imagine what that would have been like in your place. Yeah, I just no, didn't wouldn't even want to think about it. Like, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah, we were we were always up to health standards. Always mm-hmm. made nice food. Everything was always stored properly. Owners were good. Staff was yeah, good. Yeah, owners were good. Still owned by the same family that started the business. The last oh, time. that's great. Um, they're really nice. Um they throw like a wicked christmas party every year wow great um is that up your street is yeah. in like something you enjoy yeah not as Equally in like geography wise like geography wise <laughs> up my street it's <laughs> funny that you mentioned that oh that's crazy i had thought had i mentioned it to you yeah it's literally like there's a golf club okay there's like a country lane by hmm. my estate and then by like 
the estate that I live on. My family doesn't own an estate. That didn't clarify. <laughs> anyway. Phoebe owns an estate, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a country road that goes up to a golf club and it's always at the golf club, so I can just like bagger home at the end of the night. Or <laughs> it actually ends up that my parents walk up to join the party and then we all oh, walk back nice. together at the end That's of the so night. That's so convenient. Um, which is quite fun. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good party. I'm so glad. Yeah, we have one similar. Um, I think there's like a down, like a cul-de-sac, like the road opposite us. Mm-hmm. There's like an a- alleyway kind of cut through. And then there's a pub called the New Inn, which is really, really nice. Like I've been to there a few times, not necessarily at the age of drinking, but like the eating and stuff, because of course I love food. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just so nice to have somewhere like super convenient. And like, I remember even in the summer of things, like the street opposite, there's a co-op. So, like, sometimes it'd be like, oh, Harry, go, like, grab some milk or something like that. And I end up, like, seeing old friends who were just sat outside having drinks. Yeah. It was kind of mental. Like, basically, every time I went, I saw someone that I hadn't seen from, like, high school or sixth form. I was like, oh, shoot, it's you. Yeah. Hi, how have you been and stuff? So, it was kind of very convenient, I guess. Mm -hmm. I think my brother went quite a bit as well. And, obviously, it's quite nice that you don't have to necessarily stumble too far to her. to get home yeah 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 yeah. which is good Mm -hmm. uh back to food programming i know we've we've digressed a bit but there's i guess one maybe two we'll we'll see how it goes another thing like in that area i guess there are tv programs but there are also films Mm -hmm. as well there's i think there's a few that i've like been meaning to watch and i've just never got around to it there's like there's a film called like i think burnt with Mm -hmm. bradley cooper where he's like a chef in a french restaurant and stuff Mm -hmm. apparently it's not the best film in the world but the film like the food that they do is really really good Uh so that's of interest uh i guess (laughs) does ratatouille count ratatouille definitely counts why wouldn't ratatouille count? i don't know like i guess it's more like well i don't know animated and like a kid's film i don't know what would classified mm-hmm. but that's a that's a glorious thing obviously being in paris as well it's like yeah. obviously very different you don't have rats cooking your meals i've been fortunate touch wood but all the places i've tried that <laughs> as far as i know haven't been under any form of health code violations no that's good we have mice in our apartment at the moment so can they cook no. <laughs> have you I tried to know. train them they might scamper around the kitchen at night and cook i don't know but you should set up like a like a mini camera or something and see like <laughs> what happens. Yeah. It's like wow, they made like three courses, but they didn't wash up. So I'm not convinced. I think they gotta go. Yeah, they're not great housemates. Jeez, are you able to like? Is there anyone who could come and like sort that? They're trying to sort it. They've oh, had right. like they've put traps down and stuff. We've just learned to live with it. We only see them at night because you know mice are nocturnal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's fine. Um. But yeah, they don't cook for us. It would be much better if they cooked for us. I think. Yeah, especially the stuff that uh, what is it, Remy? Yeah. Yeah, he seems pretty competent, like cook. Obviously, he does well. He does his variation on Ratatouille, the confit by Alfie, mm-hmm. which looks amazing. Like I saw it, uh, there was uh, just a wonderful video on Twitter. Like it randomly came up from someone I didn't follow, and they made it like mm-hmm. the exact same. And just the way it looked was like so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And 
I guess a nice segue for that, recreating food from like film and TV mm-hmm. uh, stuff on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There's a shed load of things. If you like food programming or want to get into food in any form or way of like, there'll be people talking about like their experiences with line cooks or if you want to like learn maybe how to improve cooking at home, it's kind of stuff that I've been doing as of late. Uh, there's a shed load of programs, but there's also, I guess, one favorite that we, we would both be keen to talk about is Benjamin with Babish, mm-hmm. which I think we have mentioned previously to yeah. some capacity. Yeah. But this is the episode where you can basically just kind of go ham and like say, because Phoebe's, a, I'd argue, a much bigger fan than I am. Like, I really enjoy Probably. it, but I feel like, yeah. not to expose you, but like, I feel like you're maybe. Uh, not yeah. a super fan but like really fan. enjoy a it big fan yeah um yeah i like benjamin babish he i think he got me into cooking further than just like simple meals mm. you know because i think the best thing was when he started he was sort of also learning as yeah well. yeah so it was like he was picking up um you know different skills whilst you were like watching or he was like mm. trying to recreate this and it was just nice to see his progression at the same time as you know his viewers progressing in yeah absolutely like i imagine there's some really nice like stories of people who were there at the beginning like maybe such as yourself it's like i started watching these and i've learned these particular things from you so like yeah yeah like there's lots he's done loads of really good ones his best he's got a really good series of basics with babish Mm -hmm. so he started out with the binging with babish and his username is after i think it's oliver babish from is it house of cards or something like that uh, west wing west wing west wing that's it um call yourself a fan you definitely know, <laughs> no, okay. i'm exactly. kidding i'm kidding it's disgusting <laughs> anyway um yeah so for some reason i was really intrigued to find out what his real name was but mm. it's not that interesting okay um, Andrew, just <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> even I knew that. One. Um, I'm two for two here, Phoebe. This isn't looking good. You're the one that started the president of me being a, a super fan. You have like stuff from the. I do. Yeah, I have. You got like the aprons. apron and things. I have a couple of his cookbooks. They're just really good. Like <laughs> I really like. I didn't mean to offend. I, no, I no, just no, like no, to no, put that out there. I like having cookbooks from stuff that I've seen in, like movies and like tv like one of my favorite shows like i really like animated shows one of my absolute favorite shows is bob's burgers oh yes and i have the bob's burgers cookbook Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna try and work my way through that but obviously with like veggie burgers instead um because i just love the dumb puns like every episode i've only watched like a few i know it's a series that i really need to get into my brother's been like mentioning it for a while now mm-hmm. and obviously food like it makes the most sense but yeah. it's really good um so yeah i think babish did an episode on bob's burgers for like one of his like million subscribers yeah yeah things but yeah it's a really good show and mm-hmm. bob's Burgers. um bring you a babish is a really good show um I'm trying to think and then there's the chef show. Like I watched Chef the yes. movie. That's also a recommendation because that's a fantastic film. 
Yeah, because of Binge of the Fabish. Mm-hmm. And then... Did you like it? I did. Sweet. I liked it a lot. It's a good film. I've mm-hmm. seen it like quite a few times now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. And, like, even, like, some of the recipes from that mm. film, like, uh, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but Alio Alio, which is, like, the oil oh, and garlic yeah, pasta yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that he makes for Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It's so good. Mm. I've made it. It's so easy to make. Um, I might try that out. Apparently, it's like I can't remember where I heard this, but apparently, it's like a like a hangover food in Ooh. Italy. Like it's easy, really easy oh, to nice. make. Okay. So yeah, um, it's very good. Um, mm-hmm. I still make the grilled cheese the way they make the grilled cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's all just so good. I just yeah. And the fact that they expanded into a show, I think, as well, is, yeah. is quite good. And it's nice, obviously, to see. Because they bring on, like, a celebrity guest, I think, for each, like, episode. Yeah, and, and Babish like was in one of them. Oh, really? Yeah, they made I don't the think I got um, that far in the series. Well, the thing was that Babish brought out his, his episode on it. Oh, um, right. Like, a couple of years before the show aired, or mm. the show came up on Netflix. Yeah. Because I think when Jon Favreau came up with the thing for the show it's with the guy who taught him how to cook the show yeah yeah um and yeah he was just like yeah we just want to cook we don't know like where the show's gonna go or whatever mm-hmm. so Vinny Ravish posted his episode like a couple of years I think before yeah yeah the chef show came out and they did like the I think they did the molten chocolate lava cake Ooh, yeah 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 from you know that was the whole precedent for the film mm-hmm. um I still haven't made that my I feel like that's quite difficult. Yeah, my auntie gave me her moulds for like lava cakes and. Um, There's certain moulds for that. Yeah. How do they? To get their shapes. Oh right, I thought they would just be the same as like cake moulds. Well, I guess you could s- use cake moulds, but because she had the this is a really inappropriate gesture. <laughs> right. um, because she had the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lava cake moulds. Um, <coughs> She lent them to me to try and make them, but I still haven't made them, and I've had the recipes for years. Oh, right. I've just pulled up a, an image on Google now, so they look like, like that. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Oh, they look so good. And now I'm just hungry seeing that, which is no good. I need yeah, to have yeah, lunch. I'll try and make them. I mean, that'd be fantastic. If you need, like, someone to taste test, <laughs> I know a guy who just basically eats anything, so I'm yeah. more than happy to do that. Absolutely. Maybe next episode we could do Oh, that would be sick. Testing. We could do a taste test or something. That would be great. Like, what's what's attainable that we could do, maybe? Like, I feel like wine could be, like, a risky one. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be quite fun, but maybe that's down the line. Mm. Uh, we were on cheese. Yeah. We, we could do cheese. cheese. That would be quite good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if there are any other suggestions from the the listeners at home, uh, you can contact us, I guess, through Facebook or if you're in ULIP, you know that there's the like Astronomy Society Facebook page or you can find us individually on Facebook or Insta or all other socials, yeah. I guess. You can pitch some suggestions, absolutely. We'd, we'd love to hear some, uh, some ideas. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be very cool. But yeah, I think that's maybe a lovely place to to end this particular episode. There's yep. so much in terms of food programming. I have 
many a story and many a, a tale to tell about all of them. Mm. They're all fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, if you've got not much to do today, maybe go on YouTube, find something like Binging with Babish or Hot Ones or old programs like MasterChef or Kitchen Nightmares, any of those. I'm sure there's something for everyone when it comes to food programs mm -hmm. or films like Chef or Burn or stuff like that. Plenty for you to watch. But yes, that's a great place, I think, to call it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been At The Table, myself, Harry. I'm Kiki. Uh, hopefully you made it to the end. If you did, thank you very much for listening, and we shall see you in the... or hear from you in the next episode. Yep. Thank you very much. Bye. See you soon. <laughs>